Oh gosh, I am so looking forward to that Avengers game in September. Oh yeah, she, she's gonna be like the, from the looks of it, she's gonna be like the point of view character in that game. Oh cool. At least to start with. Um, yeah, with everything that's going on, I just like forgot all about like any entertainment that's coming out this year because it's like <laughs> it seems like everything just keeps getting pushed back to where my brain yeah. was just like, eh. No more entertainment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, but the new Avengers game is coming out on September 4th, the same day that the next season of The Boys is going to be released on Amazon. Oh, sweet. Uh, yeah. Um, one thing that I think is super cool about this Avengers game is um, they are going to like being be continuing support for it and um like releasing new characters new maps and new story missions um for a while after the game comes out all for free oh that's even better that's all yeah it's not it's not paid dlc it's it's coming in the form of update packs so like whenever black panther inevitably comes out as a character you just get black panther after the game's release all, all you gotta do is download him and he has uh, story missions and maps associated with him awesome yeah, that, that's that awesome. come with so like ev- every new character who gets released not just expands the roster but expands the physical size of the game yeah that's awesome yeah I think that's really cool but yeah the initial lineup of six Avengers for the game like in its base form is gonna be Cap, Iron Man, Hulk, Thor Black Widow and Miss Marvel. Okay, sweet. Um, with some uh, uh, other notable heroes being like side characters, like Hank Pym, who yeah, is yeah. Um, noticeably younger in this game than he is in like the MCU. So seems like they're going. For, oh goodness, <sighs> they're going for a version of him that's not necessarily Ant Man right now, but he's still like young and has things to do. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing. I'm I'm cool with them changing up some stuff, make it fresh. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely taking um, the Avengers in a new direction. Because like the whole uh, idea behind this one is that um, like the the Avengers, there was something called Avengers Day going on in San Francisco, which was yeah. a big celebration for them, and also the unveiling of their new West Coast headquarters, and then uh, and like shield had some sort of new experimental helicarrier that used Terrigen crystals for power sources. And then someone shows up, takes advantage of that, uses the Terrigen stuff to make, make an explodey happen. Uh-huh. And um, like the mist gets spread across San Francisco. Kamala Khan was there. So that's how she um, gains her inhuman powers. Um uh, Taskmaster was like one of the people responsible for it and then it looks like in that first opening level when they're like switching you off between like this is all based on gameplay trailers and stuff yeah, yeah. like for that first opening level when they're switching you off between all the different heroes to get you like familiar with their power sets and move sets um, Black Widow is the one who gets the boss fight with Taskmaster oh, so okay. it looks like so yeah yeah that looks like it'll be fun because that's that's more fun than like letting you choose which hero gets the boss fight with Taskmaster, yeah, going yeah. in with Thor and then just completely obliterating him. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, some of the fighters, it's like uh, with Taskmaster, with his uh, his ability to basically 
know everyone's fighting style and easily adapt to that like yeah he, he basically can kick almost anyone's butt but yeah like yeah, someone the, the like two Thor, characters for that fight would be cap or black widow so i'm glad they went with one yeah of them. exactly yeah but yeah and like the start of the game is like apparently captain america uh, and this air quotes dies at the beginning of the game um gotcha well, I'm I'm fairly certain it's just gonna be a uh, no. He's just disappeared or in hiding or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's the point of having him as a playable character if he's gone right away? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, why program an entire character just to get rid of him at the beginning of the story permanently? You get, you get to play as Ghost Cat. Ooh. Ghost Cap, who can't touch anything because he's incorporeal, so you can't even throw his shield. Ooh. Oh no, I'm Ghost Cap. Oh no, Ghost Hitler is over there. I need to go. Him. I need to go. Ghost punch Ghost Hitler in the ghost face with my ghost fist. Ooh. And then you get that iconic cover, but it's Ghost it's Cap ghost, and ghost Hitler. Ghost. <laughs> Alrighty. Welcome everyone to the to Store Brand Comics. I'm Tio, and I'm Brandon, and this is the only podcast. Um, this is the only podcast. There is no other podcast. We are the only ones. <laughs> Anything else that you hear that has the word podcast in it, it's a figment of your imagination. You should check into the psych ward. It's a ghost podcast. Ooh. It's a ghost podcast. Yes. <laughs> um, so uh, I'm exhausted and I'm going <laughs> to be for a long time. Yeah. Um, it's just as far as my sleep schedule goes, not been a good week. So and yeah. I and as I said before, I don't think it will be a good week as far as my sleep schedule goes. For a yeah. while, this this general tired tone that I'm carrying with me right now probably going to be here next week too. So, woohoo! <laughs> Let's get going on this, Miss Marvel. We've got a unique challenge yes. ahead of us here because you want to know what we did. We we done goofed up, is what we did. We did we, a little bit. We we goofed a up. Bit. No, we we goofed up super hard, man. Well, well, we'll, we'll get into it in a little bit. This. We'll we'll get we'll get into it a little bit, real quick. I should mention that, yes, today we're doing Miss Marvel, our year one relaunch. And when I say Miss Marvel, I'm talking about Kamala Khan. Yeah, Carol Danvers, uh, Kamala Khan, and uh, another thing I should mention is, me and Tio agreed at least for like. A couple of years, something could change. At least for the first couple of years of this relaunch, no Inhumans. Yeah, no in, Inhumans. In, inhumans would, if they ever came along, would just be described as a as a group of mutants. Basically, exactly was, yeah. was the idea. Yeah, is that in, Inhumans was just one of the factions within mutants, like uh, like X Men or Brotherhood. Exactly. I think was the idea. Yeah. yeah, and like. Uh, so in our first episode, we we mentioned all the ideas for the Marvel One relaunch. We also mentioned Miss Marvel as one of those ideas, and 
as I mentioned before, Kamala Khan's our Miss Marvel. I just mentioned no Inhumans. So in our universe, Kamala Khan is a mutant. She has the X gene or whatever it's called. Yes, but I think one of us also mentioned that um, if we want to keep Terrigen Mist as a a plot thing, that just means that Terrigen Mist can activate um, uh, inactive mutants rather than... Right. Doing right. the whole unique process for Inhumans. Exactly, yeah. Because let me tell you something, friend boy. Uh, the See. the uh, process of teragenesis is weird and complicated. Because um, what happens is like you've got Inhuman genes in you. You sniff up Terrigen gas. You... Uh, you um, go into a cocoon for however long it takes and then when you come out you're diff- you're something different either physically or in terms of having powers one of the things that makes the inhumans um i think uh like different is the fact that the majority of them are supposed to be physically mutated um oh, okay. unlike say mutants where the majority of them are not physically mutated they're actually um most mutants, like, their powers are not noticeable. Most yeah. of them are indistinguishable from ordinary humans, unless they're using their powers. Whereas with Inhumans, I think that was supposed to be the other way around for a long time. But then Marvel just started using Inhumans as a replacement for mutants, because um, Marvel oh, Studios fine. yeah, Marvel Studios didn't have the movie rights to X-Men. And I think that's just a really crappy way to treat um, uh, such a prominent set of characters but um i'm not the only one who thought that way and enough fans were willing to defend the x-men and and you know fight for them to force marvel into uh basically keeping the x-men around and not doing to them what they did to the fantastic four i wish more people were as passionate about the fantastic four um but you know so marvel was able to sweep the fantastic four away until they were able to get the movie rights back for them yeah. But uh, they they could not get away with doing that to the X-Men. So Ms. Marvel's a mutant. Yes, she is a mutant. I feel like that's where we left off. Yes. And before I get into, like, I have, like, the tiniest little paragraph of what we talked about last episode as a recap. Well, I mean last episode, the first episode. So people don't have to go yeah. back and try to find that. Um, Opposite of last episode. Exactly, yeah. Um, if you could basically run down somewhat of her as a character also mostly like her power set all right so miss marvel kamala khan is a uh teenage pakistani american girl um of muslim faith um she doesn't wear um a hijab her creators specifically didn't want her wearing a hijab but they did want her wearing um something more modest than your typical female superhero wears so uh, the outfit she wears is more like a shirt dress sort of thing. Uh, looking at her Wikipedia article, it's uh, influenced by something called Shalwar Kamiz. I hope I'm pronouncing that correctly. Um, but yeah, uh, so um, she and she wears a scarf and a, and a domino mask and she looks adorable. But uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, getting off her design for a second, which is really good. Yeah. Um, her her power set 
is um, it's actually a little difficult to define because here on Wikipedia, it's defined as shape-shifting, elasticity, and healing factor, which I think all, th- all three of those, well, the, except for the healing factor one, the shape-shifting and elasticity are a little are a little broad for what she actually does. Yeah. Um, what she does, I think in the comics, she calls it embiggening or something like that, where she can expand and contract the size of her various body parts at will. So like she can make her hands or feet super big and stretch her arms out super long. Yeah. Um, and she, and like, she gets like the proportionate, um, physical abilities that come with uh, that sort of thing. Like, let's say rubble is falling and she expands her hands to a huge size. She can catch the rubble because she's become physically stronger with that. Yeah, exactly. Um, she can also, like, contract her hands to a teeny tiny size and, like, say, force them inside of, like, a lock and lock pick a door with her own hands. Yeah. Because they're so tiny. Um, like that sort of thing. Like she, her power set is extremely specific, but very versatile. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which, and with that new Avengers game that's coming up in September that I'm super excited for, I'm looking forward to seeing how that's translated into a video game. Yeah. It'll be interesting. Um, yeah. Cause she's one of the first six, she's a part of the initial roster of that game for anyone out there who's wondering. Yeah, that was pretty cool. So yeah. But like yeah, we... she's um uh she's actually kind of a like a historical landmark character in the fact that she's the uh the first uh, Muslim character to headline a Marvel comic book. Not I don't think she's the first Muslim character to headline a comic book in general. I think that might go to Simon Baz of Green Lantern. Um but Marvel did he... comic book. Yeah, did he headline Green Lantern, or was he just a new Green Lantern when he was introduced? He was a new Green Lantern when he was introduced. I don't think he headlined. I mean, like, I know him and Jessica Cruz had their series. Like, it was yeah. them two. But I think that started after Miss Marvel did. Yeah. So who knows? I I think Miss Marvel might actually be the first Muslim character to headline an American comic book then, at least from one of the big two. Yeah, yeah. Not I'm, like I'm. I am 100 certain there's an indie comic starring a Muslim character that oh, yeah, uh, predates yeah. both Marvel and DC's. Oh, definitely. Edit. But in terms of Marvel and DC, yeah, it's she is most likely the first to headline a book. Yeah, yeah, a mainstream superhero comic. Yeah. Um. So yeah, as we said, like she's she's a bit of a landmark character for the big two. Yeah. And uh, um, like I had mentioned with uh, with earlier, she is not an Inhuman. She will be a mutant in yeah. our story. Yes, and as as two pasty white Christian boys, we're going to try and do our best to do her <laughs> justice. Yeah, yeah. Because. <laughs> <laughs> Because goodness gracious, um, Lord knows we don't actually um, have any of the cultural background needed to really explore her properly. Yeah. This is one of those things where you'll have to take everything we say as basic outline and assume that should this sort of thing ever get made, we would have a writer with the cultural context to 
fill in those sorts of personal gaps. Yeah, we'll have like a a a good outline, but in terms of like uh, family interaction and stuff like that, like that would go to yeah a writer who is more capable of talking about that. Because this is the first character in this lineup, I think, other than um, maybe Miles from the Spider-Man one. But uh, I feel like this is the first character in our lineup so far whose cultural background is an essential part of her character and her story. Yeah. Black Panther as well, but that's more a fictional background. Well, yeah, his, we his, stuck with his it. being a, a fictional culture, it's like, and I understand that um, he's very important for um, the black and African community in general. Right. But with his, with the, the specific country he's from being fictional in origin, um, there's a lot more leeway with that. Right, exactly. Yeah. So, but but with with Miss Marvel being based on real world culture, real world religion, and a real world race, um, uh, there that's a lot more complicated. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, so like we said, good outline. We won't have those teeny tiny details, but uh, if something happened with us, obviously have someone there that knows that truly knows about that type of stuff. Um, but uh, so like I said Kamala is a mutant and to kind of do a little recap of the first episode mutants are being hidden by Magneto and like his corporation like his X-Men that type of stuff yeah and, um, and any of the organizations that know about mutants like say the Red Room or S.H.I.E.L.D. are also kind of going along with that and keeping it a secret exactly um, yeah most of the world doesn't know anything about mutants except these these few organizations. Uh, Kamala is kind of getting in the way of that, I would say. Maybe she uses her powers a couple of times. So this is this is kind of a recap of the first episode, but also like bringing us into this episode. Maybe Kamala yes. has used her powers a couple of times, and because of that. Magneto, he sends one of his assistants down undercover to work at the high school Kamala attends. And that yes, assistant and, being Mystique. Yes, and this is where our little goof up comes into play. And uh, like to finish up the recap, uh, Mystique, she's working there to basically keep tabs on Kamala and to build her trust and to keep Kamala at bay from the public eye. Oh yeah. crap! I think I remember the goof. Yeah, Mystique, you, you, you Mystique was on he... that that last X Men team, right? Yes, that's what I was telling you about. I no, I I was thinking. Uh, forgot what I thought you were thinking. I thought you were thinking of like something else Mystique was doing, but yeah, no, I just no, thought about no. That. Mystique is busy for all of Miss Marvel's first two arcs. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I forgot. Did and we that's say that's where we goofed up? Yeah, did we say Emma Frost was with them in that last mission? Um, Emma Frost was not in Canada with the X Men. Okay, the I believe the lineup was Gene, Mystique, Storm, and Warpath. That that's who went to Canada. Okay, okay, let me see. Hold on, let's see. 
So when did that arc take place? That was the third arc of X-Men and Captain America. So it coincides with arc two of Miss Marvel. Okay. Okay. Never mind. Um, hmm. This is the um this is the first late stage year one uh Marvel title that we're doing. So this is gonna be the first one that's actually physically shorter in length. Yeah, we're just doing um, two arcs. In terms of in terms of what the literal story is going to be, who knows how long this podcast episode's gonna be. Yeah, we yeah. certainly don't. Yeah. <laughs> I never know how long it's gonna be till I finish editing. That's how Black Panther ended up being four hours long. <laughs> this yeah, this is gonna be interesting because like I like whenever we thought of the mystique and kamala khan relationship and stuff like i had a lot of thoughts with that but if mystique is in there's so much you can do with that like the general like there's a lot of um like character stuff like the paranoia between um kamala and mystique uh there's there's like thematic stuff like you know just the general like teenager growing up into the adult world who can they trust who's you know really there to help them yeah. sort of thing like there's just there's so much you can do with that both plot wise and theme wise um yeah, especially yeah. where you know kamala as a teenager is concerned but uh yeah um yeah mystique is on that excellent thing she yeah i think she was like crucial on that team so yeah she's she's off she... doing that we're not going to change that yeah, because Mystique is the one who reported back to Magneto initially, like after the mission. Yeah. About like Wolverine escaping into the wilderness. That's right. Um also I think Mystique might have been the one to help calm Jean down after Jean started having her freak out in the facility. You might be right, yeah. Um so like yeah, like Mystique as like a team leader and a mother figure was kind of essential to uh yeah. that particular arc also the the way she infiltrated the weapon x facility to start with was also yeah i just realized we were we're like uh trying to make mystique a, a motherly figure to a lot of characters <laughs> yeah, Jean she, Grey and... so well in that oh role. yeah 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 definitely yeah i just realized we we did that with kamala and Jean Grey. <laughs> I just yeah <laughs> yeah so kamala um uh, either we just put off the whole um, paranoia storyline until the start of the second year when Kamala has a full three arcs to work with right. or um, or we find a new character to start doing that storyline with um, it might be best to try to find a new character for that storyline because in our world, in the world of mutants, it makes sense for magneto to want to tackle this as soon as he can like like whatever it is like once or twice she's used her powers outside of like her home and like it wasn't major things but like some people saw and magneto he has eyes and ears he heard about this and he wants to keep mutants under wrap so he would send like someone to try to keep her at bay basically and you know what? You know who's actually perfect to fill that role? And she's someone you keep mentioning as well. So I think you might have already had this idea. Who's that? Emma. That's a good I idea. Emma, so I think Emma is probably the perfect replacement here. Okay. And and she wasn't used in that last 
I not extensively. She may have made an appearance at the actual like X Men facilities, um, but that I don't think that's enough to warrant um, saying like she was busy. Okay. Um, I think the last time Emma was busy was the end of the f- like first X Men arc when she and Juggernaut are doing that thing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay, um, yeah, yeah. So I, I feel like that frees Emma up to like go and because she's a character with a background in education. So yeah, yeah I the, feel like that frees her up to go and be like a teacher at Kamala's school. Yeah, the reason I didn't say her initially was because I was worried if we used her in the third art. But yeah, I'm, I'm ninety nine. But yeah, I did, I did notice that. Sure. You, that we didn't I, after you saying that. Yeah, I, I I did notice that you were bringing her up somewhat frequently whenever we would talk about this. So I'm like, I think you already know who could replace Miss. Yeah, here. yeah. I just wanted to make sure she wasn't off doing something else, and we didn't create a clone or something. Yeah, no, no. I'm I'm pretty sure Emma's not busy. Okay. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, Emma's Emma's a perfect uh, fill in for Mystique. Miss Marvel, or no, no, no. I mean, uh, fill in for Mystique in terms oh, of like that in. character. I thought you said villain. Oh no, 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 fill in. Alrighty, like fill Perfect of the fill future in for Mystique. Oh, you know what? I have just realized, my friend. Yeah, I have no idea who Kamala's villains are. Who the heck does she fight? Um. Hmm. Oh my gosh, who does she fight? Oh, you mean in the comics? Okay. Yeah, like what sorts of villains does she have? Oh my gosh, Mystique is one of her villains in the already existing comics. Huh. Wait, no, that might be referring to um Oh yeah, yeah, Carol. That Danvers. might be I think that's referring to original Miss Marvel. Yeah. Because yeah, because Mystique's first appearance was in Miss Marvel number sixteen. She she and Rogue actually started as Miss Marvel villains. Okay, so so with today, we're talking about two arcs. So yes, um, getting into the first arc, like the general premise of the first arc would basically be um, uh, Kamala's been using her powers a couple times. Magneto yeah. gets wind of this, and he sends Emma Frost down to be either a teacher. Uh, principal assistant principal oh no no you said counselor right yeah probably like a guidance counselor that's right yeah yeah who could have like that kind of influence um trying to think uh should we in terms of like starting out like uh maybe she's doing like her second outing as like a hero like it's not the first time she's done it maybe it's like yeah here's an idea maybe start with like a shot of like a newspaper headline right says mm-hmm. um uh like new new hero thwarts um jewelry store robbery in the middle of the night um and like some of the details of the paper could be like you know last night uh, uh a superhero stopped a jewelry store robbery. Could this be the new spider hero we've been seeing on the YouTube? Uh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah. That sort of thing. Like people think it's Spider Man at first. They think it's Miles. Um, uh, yeah. And because at at this point, you know, Miles is 
at the start of Miss Marvel's thing, and Miles is actually only one arc in, so he's really only fought Boomerang. Yeah, exactly. Um, so, uh, yeah, like pe- people could think, like, ah, oh, is this that new Spider Hero that's been on the internet? Um, because obviously Kamala hasn't really revealed herself yet. But, yeah. um, like, yeah, like her first thing is an off panel. She thwarted a jewelry store robbery um, yeah. with her powers. And you cut out, and it's like her dad or something sitting at the breakfast table reading the paper. Um, so, like, our first page is establishing, um, uh, you know, there's a new hero. People don't know who it is. Um, and her dad is uh, concerned about, you know, the rise of, like, uh, these vigilantes. Yeah. They're, yeah. they're dangerous. Exactly. Like, her, her dad is definitely going to be that they're a menace character. Yeah. <laughs> and you can have that that uh, that dinner table argument between the dad, the son, possibly the mom, like all of them kind of arguing as Kamala's just like kind of listening in, chiming in here and there. Yeah, yeah, you know, Kamala could bring things up like like I don't know. I think these um these uh, new heroes are pretty cool. Um, you know, and all that stuff, and like have have one of her parents say in passing, like, "I uh, see, this is what we get for letting you read comic books." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I yeah. Think one way to keep Kamala true to her origin from the comics is to keep her as a superhero nerd, but rather than keep have her be a superhero nerd for heroes who actually exist in her world, since superheroes are still new in this version. Yeah, exactly. Um, she's a superhero nerd for the fictional ones. Like she probably also reads the Spider-Man comic books that Miles I was about to say. I was just about to say. Do you think she reads Spider-Man like Miles Morales? Like yeah. when the two of them inevitably meet up, because I think they need to be our first like just good old-fashioned superhero team up. Yeah, yeah. Just like when she was actually introduced in the comics, she started with Spider-Man. Yeah. Um, when those two inevitably meet up, one thing they need to bond over is like, you like the Spider-Man comics too? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, like, but her parents are like, oh, this is what we get for letting you read comic books. You idolize these superheroes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, and like, obviously, that's where she would have gotten the inspiration for, you know, being a hero herself. Um, yeah, exactly. But one idea I did also have that I think would help to ground her um and like also having like a real world role model is i think in this world carol danvers is like she still exists and she's um an air force pilot um just like you know originally who oh yeah i think similar to the captain marvel movie probably disappeared after an experimental flight just kind of planting that seed to maybe bring her back later. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah. and I think maybe Kamala, like when she was younger, might have met Carol at like a career day thing where Carol was representing the Air Force. Yeah. And yeah. Kamala yeah. would just like be so enamored with this confident, strong woman in in the position she's in and just be like, whoa. Like that's, you know, that's a hero yeah. right there sort of thing. You know what I mean? Like, you just kind of look up to yeah. Carol as a role model. Here's the question. Um, 
does uh, Kamala, does she randomly come up with the lightning bolt on her chest? Or was that like a thing on Carol Danvers' plane? I was going to say, I think maybe the lightning bolt was like the the thing she has on her plane and her call sign. Yeah. Um, I think I, the, I think the point of call signs is that they're short and sweet. So I think maybe Carol's call sign was just Marvel. I got you. Rather yeah, than yeah. saying four syllables, Captain Marvel, every time someone wants to address her. Yeah, exactly. Because um, like I said, I'm pretty sure Air Force call signs are supposed to be short. Like yeah. one word. So, um, yeah, like Carol's call sign was just Marvel. So... Uh, when Kamala was trying to think of like, what's my superhero name going to be? What's my symbol going to be? She comes up with the lightning bolt and Miss Marvel to represent her personal role model. That's perfect. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and obviously, uh, I feel like it should be important that like the, the fact that Kamala is the rare superhero to have both her parents in her life. Um, her mother also should be represented as a good role model for her. But every yeah, yeah. kid has role models outside their parents. So Yeah, exactly. Um so yeah, like I, I think like it's important to represent the fact that like uh Kamala has that personal life role model in the form of her own mother, and she's also got that um like career role model in the form of Carol. Exactly, yeah. Not necessarily that Kamala wants to join the Air Force, but that like that's her example of what a strong woman is. Yeah. In in exactly. in the real world. Yeah. And with Carol Carol Danvers, you had mentioned like uh she went missing, but in terms of popularity, um would you think like she's she's one of those people that set like a ton of records and stuff like that? That's how she garnered a name for herself i think yes i think so like carol's got to be like the best air force pilot yeah exactly um so yeah like i think carol set a bunch of records she's probably done a lot of interviews things like that right exactly so um yeah like I, i feel like that's a good way to like set up a lot of um like right off the bat for readers, like that sets up a lot of Kamala's personality and like the way her psychology is constructed and gets readers ready for that emotional journey that they're going to take with her. Yeah, exactly. Um, that like, this is, you know, still very much a coming of age story about a girl just trying to navigate her way into adulthood while also being yeah. a superhero. Yeah, Exactly. And um, oh, and I think one thing that might uh, kind of um, endear Kamala to Emma to start with is the fact that as soon as she looks at Emma, one of her first thoughts is going to be like, "Whoa, she looks just like Colonel Danvers." Because Emma and Carol in the comic books look a lot alike. Yeah, that's true. Um, I think one of the reasons that they started cutting Captain Marvel's hair so short is because she looked a lot like the other just blonde-haired, blue-eyed, um, hourglass-figured superheroes in the Marvel Universe. Yeah. So, uh, they started uh, cutting Carol's hair and drawing her, I think, a little more muscular 
um, than they used to. Uh, to just yeah. differentiate her from like Invisible Woman and Emma Frost and all them. Right. So yeah, that's those are all the ideas I had. I know I've kind of been dominating the conversation so far. <laughs> no, no, that's that's perfect. Yeah, like uh, with the whole uh, child flashback thing, like you could e- easily have a scene where like uh, she's she gets up from the breakfast table or whatever um, and she goes to her room. She opens up that, that little chest or whatever where the, the costume's hidden away and you see the the lightning bolt symbol right there and then you see the flashback of the whole Carol Danver thing. So, uh, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that, that helps to establish like right away like the the this first issue is front loading all the stuff of like yeah this is this is why Kamala is the way she is and um that's just the way things are <laughs> yeah so um yeah so she pulls that so is she pulling that chest out so that she can like quickly pack her suit in her backpack in case she needs it um yeah like uh, just in yeah, case you do think. some superheroing today. Are, is is it a school day or is I'm it like a Saturday? I'm assuming it's like a school day. Was was my thought so that school we day? can like get her in there and like introduce maybe some of her supporting cast like friends and stuff um, okay. right away. Like that's that's okay. one of the nice easiest way for a teenage character uh, to like get their supporting cast introduced is start the story on a school day. Okay. I got you. Yeah. The, the reason I was wondering was cause like I was slightly wondering if like uh, this night, whether it's a school day or, or a weekend day um, this night, she goes out superheroing and she is stopping something happen or trying to stop something happening. And Emma Frost is there. Mm. Like, Emma Frost is there. Let's say if it was like a weekend day, um, like uh, Emma pretty much like, like uh, just kind of talking to her or, or just something brief where like the two have now met here. And, and it just seems like Emma Frost is just some person or just some other superhero or something like that and then once the weekend's over she goes to school there's an announcement that there's a new guidance counselor she gets called to the guidance counselor's office and it's emma frost and then it's kind of like that reveal when they have that talk i don't know i I was trying to think uh their introduction with each other yeah yeah, like get Kamala and Emma acquainted early on. Like, um, oh, yeah. oh, maybe um, one thing you could do uh, is like because Emma's the new guidance counselor. Um, an- another way to potentially introduce the flashback for uh, Kamala and um, Carol is as a guidance counselor, one of Emma's like questions might be like, so like, what do you have in mind for like a career sort of thing? You know what I mean? 
and have, yeah, yeah. have Kamala flashback to that and briefly consider maybe the Air Force, but then like probably, yeah, probably say like, ah, oh, but probably not. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, exactly. like ever, ever, yeah. after the flashback, she would say like, well, I thought maybe the Air Force for a little bit, but probably not. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I'm cut out for that sort of thing. <laughs> but uh, like, yeah, like th- so there are a couple of potential um, placements for the uh, flashback here. Yeah. Um. So with uh with the them meeting just because it kind of like sets up uh kind of the rest of the flow um would it be meeting like that night from superheroing or or she just randomly gets called to the guidance counselor and she hasn't met the guidance counselor yet um well i think um oh geez uh i uh mm. I um, th- th- see. This is where my homeschooling betrays me. Uh, I have no idea how public schools function. I don't know how like guidance counselor works. Like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know if, if the guidance counselor is someone you get called to. Do you go to them on your own? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can get called to the guidance counselor. Okay, like a, so a lot of the school work. stuff is something I'm going to be relying on you for for like realism and how it functions. Because because yeah. I was I was homeschooled. Okay. <laughs> yeah, like uh, you can go in there if you want, um, but you 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 do get called in there. Okay. All right. So, um, uh, ooh. yeah, I don't know what reason she would. We would have to come up with a reason for why she's going to the guidance counselor, like if she went there on her own or if she got called in or yeah. that sort of thing. Um. But yeah, maybe Emma would have called her in because, and Emma's excuse being like, "Oh, well, I'm trying to get accustomed to, you know, I'm trying to, you know, meet the students and get accustomed to, uh, you know, students." And and she could say something along the lines of like, "And you have, you know, a lot of potential, so I wanted to, you know, talk with you, get a sense of, like, where you think you're going with life, sort of thing." Yeah. Yeah. I got you. like I have it be one of those where like yeah basically Emma's entire like um, cover story would be like ah yes I'm the new guidance counselor here and I took a particular interest in you because you are special uh, like right. and, which you. is you know a huge kind of the truth <laughs> yeah yeah it's just not you know all of the details of the truth yeah but but at the end of the interaction like. She doesn't like reveal herself. No, obviously right. not. Exactly. Yeah. So um Yeah. Carol Carol just sees her as the new guidance counselor and Kamala. Just yeah. Or sorry, Kamala. Have yeah, I been calling her Carol? No, no, no. I think it was just a slip. Okay. I, I wanted to make sure because there are so many K names in this, uh, or well K sound yeah. names in this that I wanted to make sure I wasn't getting them confused as well. No, because um, slipping up the tongue—that's a very easy thing to do. Yeah. Um. So I've been, look, I've okay, been looking so... up um Miss Marvel's supporting cast, um, for a little bit, and I have found, uh, that her first villain that she fought actually kind of fits our zoo theme. <laughs> oh really? Yes, he's called the Inventor. 
and he was an attempt at cloning Thomas Edison. Um, but somehow some cockatiel DNA got mixed in there. So he's a, a he's a bird man based on Thomas Edison. That and what? that and that was her <laughs> first villain. And oh my god, I love it. That is insane. <laughs> yes, and he's called the inventor. All right. So um, we could use that if we want. We yeah, could yeah. absolutely we'll use see. that. Doing a doing a little backtracking. Um, so the chest thing, I think we go with your idea where she she packs it in her backpack, um, uh, and then is off to school, um, and then. When she gets to school, uh, yeah, she meets up with her friends, talks with her friends, that sort of stuff. And then, like, in the middle of one of her classes, she gets called to the guidance counselor. And that's when you have the uh, the whole interaction that you mentioned. Mm. And then uh, it proceeds forward from there, like, leaves guidance counselor's office and goes forward from there. Yeah. All right. All right, I have finally found some more information also on Kamala's non-superhero supporting cast. Because um, so much of what I know about Kamala is the superhero friends she has. Um, her father is named Yusuf, and her mother is Muniba. Okay, I got gotcha. um, here. Uh, she has a brother named Amir. Uh, who is more devout in their faith than she is. Um, She has classmates named Nakia, Zoe, and Josh. Um, So those are all names. Um, Yeah. Oh, I probably should have tried to pick up a Miss Marvel comic before we did this episode, huh? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Um, uh, and I guess the crush she has is a guy named Bruno, which geez, that name, Bruno, Bruno. Awesome. Um, I'm just thinking of the Sasha Baron <laughs> Bruno. Uh, uh. That's who she has a crush on. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bruno. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um. Oh, okay. Apparently, she does have some actual shape shifting powers too. I guess. Um, because okay. I guess one of the uh first things she did. Um, hang on. Uh, I guess one of the first things she did, looking at like her origin story, is, um, she. Uh, I guess unconsciously transformed into Carol Danvers. I think I remember that now, because I read like the first couple of volumes. Yeah, I think that's right. <laughs> yeah, it says here uh, as Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan has gained the ability to extend her limbs, alter her appearance, and shift shape in several other manners. She first uses these powers unconsciously upon emerging from her pterogenesis cocoon, looking like her role model, Carol Danvers, the current Captain Marvel. Once she gains more control over her gifts, the rookie do-gooder develops trademark moves like enlarging her fists as she utters her de facto battle cry in Biggin. I love it. I love it. I love this character. She is such an anime protagonist. 
she is 100% Deku from My Hero Academia, and Carol is yeah. her All Might. <laughs> Carol's even got the same general color scheme and look as All Might. Like, that is she's true, basically yeah. female All Might. Yeah. Except All Might doesn't have the energy powers or actual flight. He just jumps to the point that it, it's, it's like flight. Yeah, or he yeah. used to. Spoilers. Sorry for anyone who's not very far along in my hero. Um, but yeah. So anyway. Um, but yeah, so Kamala. I guess she can actually shapeshift. Um, her body is just generally malleable. She's like a halfway point between Mystique and Mr. Fantastic, I guess. Okay. Uh, which I guess would make her like Plastic Man, when you really think about it. Yeah, yeah. So she yeah, she's like Plastic Man. So I guess we gotta think of her on those terms. Yeah. Which is super weird. Right, so So after the guidance counselor thing. Um, yes, we're about three pa- before, we're about three pages into the first issue of the series. <laughs> before that, like you could have her like meet up with her friends, talk about yeah, yeah, all that and stuff. And then she Josh and Zoe and yeah, and, and, then, else. Um, <laughs> yeah then she is in class she gets called to the guidance counselor all that stuff with the guidance counselor happens then uh you can continue with class stuff in your comic or you can just uh, flash forward to the ringing of the bell uh school getting out for the day yeah um and like uh this is where you can kind of get like that that friendly conversation stuff she has with her friends and like maybe like yeah the, one the, of them mentions like oh and that bruno guy I thought you bring me. <laughs> i'd love to hop on his back and take him for a ride like a horsey <laughs> <laughs> when did this 40 year old Brooklyn Jewish lady comes to our school. <laughs> My son's a What are you doing here? <laughs> All right, Mrs. Silverstein, it's time for your medication. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, and I, I feel like this is also, um, like, I feel like just a brief montage would be, a, yeah, before the bell rings would be a good opportunity to, like, establish her school. Uh, her quick a quick establishment of her relationship with her friends and like uh yeah uh whether or not anyone else at her school might be important like one of the teachers or um a member of faculty or other students um maybe they have a like a like a shop class or something and and so, like, someone more mechanical. Hang on, let me look something up. I just want to see where this is going. Uh, you want to I, I thought you were going to say, going? yeah, I, I thought you were going to say, like, she accidentally, like, puts her hand in the, the buzzsaw or something, oh, but because be of her powers, nothing happened. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, uh, one thing I was thinking is, like, maybe, uh, I don't know, maybe her shop class teacher is the tinkerer. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. That'd be cool. Yeah, like Phineas Mason, the Tinkerer. 
that might be interesting. Yeah. And the thing is, with this, it doesn't have to be like a major character. You just yeah. like mention like Mister Mason. Maybe that's like the class she gets called to the uh, the counselor from. So you, it, it's just like little Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah. The, one one of the things eggs. is for characters who there's probably not a lot to do with, and like they're um like from the old Marvel universe, and uh like they're like they don't really in modern comics probably wouldn't serve much purpose outside of an Easter egg. They can probably just be used as an Easter egg. Like, cause who's thinking about the tinkerer, right? Yeah. Who's I mean, for now, tinkerer in a plot? for now he's a good Easter egg. And then like, if something happens with, with Carol or another comic book uh, character that we're working on in the future, if yeah. something happens where like the dude gets busted or whatever, yeah. and they're like this, this, shop teacher <laughs> was trying to thwart spider-man or whatever yeah. you know what oh I mean. yeah oh my gosh you oh that would actually be kind of fun if like we did keep the tinkerer as a spider-man villain and have him go after miles in miles's series and then like oh the yeah, parallel yeah. arc that miss marvel goes on is like she's hearing about the things that mr mason's doing in the background and at the end she finds out he's arrested she's like what how'd that happen and then, like, she sees Spider-Man swinging away from the scene, and she's like, what? Yeah. <laughs> when did this yeah, happen? Yeah, exactly. That would be fun. That would be a neat way to, like, I feel like there's a lot of foreshadowing we can do with the eventual team-up between Kamala and Miles. Yeah. It's just kind of like, uh, it, it's like with uh, a lot of real-life teachers, when, like, something happens to a teacher you liked in school like you thought were cool and then yeah. like something comes out they get arrested or whatever for something you're like wait what i like that teacher <laughs> like that sort of thing yeah. maybe she like kind of liked him as a teacher she's like wait what he was the shop teacher the, the shop teacher's always fun yeah <laughs> that's what i see in tv anyway like i said i was homeschooled i have no idea maybe at that morning breakfast table she said she was uh going to go hang out with a friend or whatever when yeah really she's going to be scouting for crime yeah she's out on patrol yeah uh, okay now here's my uh, a quick question do we want a danny phantom situation where her closest friends know about her being a superhero um and if we hmm, do should they already know or should this be something they find out in the first arc uh Hmm, I'm trying to think. Should it be like a Hannah Montana scenario? Yeah. Where where one finds out at the end of the first episode and then like later down the road the other friend finds out. Yeah. Yeah, like maybe um yeah, Kamala says to her parents, I'm hanging out with friends after school. Then after school says to her friends, uh, my parents need me home early. Um and you know uses the you know those two combined excuses to go out superheroing but then whatever weird crisis it is she ends up solving by the end of the first issue um like when she goes to take off her mask pack up her suit and go home for the day like one of her friends was there and sees her okay i gotcha um now here's the thing Having not actually read a Miss Marvel solo comic yet, I don't know which of her friends is closest to her. 
so I don't know which one to pick for like the one who's Caesar. Yeah, I, I'm I'm gonna sound mean by like uh brushing through this, but yeah, a friend. Yeah, a friend. I can't remember the names, but a friend is the one that Caesar. I was thinking maybe like uh maybe like um in conversation or where or whatever like during that day like that day at school with this friend maybe it's like her closest friend the friend has like kind of like picked up on some stuff and has been kind of suspicious of kamala like where have you been going like like you said you were like uh gonna be home all night and yet like something happened or whatever oh like, yeah she's like, like a little one, bit of the, one of the friends stopped by and was like hey is kamala home right now exactly yeah and she's like a little bit suspicious and kamala gives like the the excuse that she basically gives to her parents that sort of stuff like rerouting it yeah okay and then at the end of school when they all start like breaking off their separate way and kamala uh starts walking her way to eventually like uh start her patrol the friend like uh you kind of see her with like a, a like hmm look and yeah like, uh, maybe that friend like follows her slash like kind of spies on her yeah oh and you know what else you could also have that moment where like because all kamala wears to hide her face is a domino mask yeah so you could kind of go the route of the Green Lantern movie and have a friend be like, what, you think I can't recognize you because I don't see your cheekbones? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, your entire head is exposed, girl. Yeah. All you yeah. did was was basically put black, bl- like a black thing over your eyes. Yeah. You put on glasses and thought we wouldn't notice Superman and Clark Kent were the <laughs> same person. I would say, okay, I would say, so... The end of the first issue is basically like uh, Kamala is out on patrol or whatever, and like maybe nothing super eventful really does happen. Maybe it's almost like the the beginning of uh, what was it? Was it Spider Man? What was the one? Oh, it was, yeah, the the Tom Holland Spider Man, mm. where it's like he's doing all these like boring stuff kind of in terms of patrolling. Yeah. Like he's like, he, he's, he thinks he's going to like stop a robber or whatever when really it's just like, I do try to get in really the car. Yeah. And then like the guy's like, Hey, you're Spider-Man do a flip. Like <laughs> that type of stuff. <laughs> do a flip. That dude's yeah. voice, man. I feel like that's what makes that one little side character memorable. Yeah. Hey, you're Spider-Man. Do a flip. Yeah, it's just like uh, she she's expecting because like she had that one good night of uh, what was in the paper. Yeah. But now like it's not going to be like that all the time. There's not going to be brooks and robbers all the time. Something that she's going to quickly realize is that like it's not like the comic books where where Spider-Man is stumbling upon a new a new threat every like five steps. Um, exactly her her nights are going to be spent doing a lot of boring patrols until she actually finds something uh to uh that she can like until she actually finds a problem she can solve yeah and you could like uh with this like 
leading to the end of the first issue you could have like tiny like montage stuff like that spider-man movie except it's not as public in a way because we can't have a ton of people like just seeing miss marvel everywhere yeah but like that but she's doing like minor stuff like that like helping a cat out of a tree like was, different random stuff to, like that i was just about to say like maybe she is going around a little bit um like asking people like hey do you need help do you need help does anyone need my help does anyone need a superhero? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like just basically going around trying to advertise herself, and yeah. uh, like you could have one panel of her being like, "No, no, 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 no! I, I don't charge. It's free. I'm a superhero." <laughs> like, like yeah. just have her be like, uh, you know, trying to be like, because, oh, uh, have we um, have we done the heroes for hire series at this point yet? Um, I can't remember where that was in the timeline. What? That's like, uh, I think that's later down the road. It's either it's a like bit the month. This. It's either the month after this or like a couple months after this. But okay, I, I know it's not before. Because I was about to say, like, um, if that has like started already, she'd be like, "No, no, no! I'm not like those guys downtown or, or uptown or wherever it is. I'm, I'm, I'm free." Oh yeah, I, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't charge. Yeah. <laughs> Which didn't we say like Heroes for Hire was already a thing? So she oh, could yeah, they say could, that. yeah, they could already be like Yeah. So thing. she could say that. And it's almost like hinting at that mini series that's coming. Yeah. Yeah, she's I'm not I'm not a hero for hire. I'm just I'm just a hero. Yeah. <laughs> and like have little moments of her like helping it yeah, like you said, helping a cat out of a tree, um getting you know, getting a small child's balloon from a high place. Her powers are uniquely suited for getting to high places without a ladder. Yeah, yeah. So so we have that montage. Here's how I want the issue to end. The issue should end where the friend confronts her. Yeah. Does the friend confront her doing like one of these lame things or Kamala's just like sitting on a sidewalk or or is Kamala actually doing some sort of like uh heroic crazy thing or whatever? I think Kamala is probably taking a break, sitting somewhere, um and like drinking something like a smoothie or or a soda or something like just relaxing for a bit after yeah. a long boring patrol and just doing some basic boring things mostly for children um yeah uh and then like her friend will pop up and while Kamala's not paying attention probably say something along the lines of like um like, a, hey, hey, fancy running into you here, Kamala, and have her react like, oh, hey, what's up? And then realize she's still in costume. She's drinking a smoothie and eating a pretzel. Um, and uh, <laughs> and like some like one of her friends catches her off guard with just like a quick like, hey, Kamala, how's it going? And she responds like, oh, hey, what's up? And, and then like realizes like, oh, no. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that was my real name. <laughs> Because I feel like through the whole montage, she's been trying to advertise herself like, you know, I, I am Miss Marvel and I'm here to help. Yeah, yeah. And when she uh, turned around and she was like, oh, no, and like saw it was her friend, that's where the issue should end. Yes. Like this okay. big splash page of like, um, you know, her friend standing there being like, it's like, we got some talking to do. Yeah. Like, and then yeah, like uh, the the next issue, it's up to you if if you want it to be like uh, her basically being like, 
what can I do for you, citizen? And like the friend's like, give it up, Kamala. You just you just answered to your name. Plus, and then she goes into the thing you had mentioned, like, your mask is the tiniest little thing ever. I can clearly tell it's you. Plus, you didn't change your hair at all. It's obviously <laughs> you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like, have this moment of her, like, like you know, having been caught off guard, be like, uh, uh I mean... <laughs> Uh, How can I be a service citizen? As she like expands her mouth, rub the whole pretzel in and get it done quickly. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, I just want like all her. I just thought how many like good visual gags and quick bits he could do with her powers. Yeah, because she was like, oh, eating this pretzel is taking too long. Just expand your entire mouth and shove the whole thing in. Yeah, she wants to maintain that like that. that broad-chested superhero pose that like superheroes are but she has like this this uh orange julius smoothie and she has this pretzel in one hand so she has to like get rid of that because (laughs) that doesn't look heroic at all yeah like she she shows the pretzel in her mouth and as she's chewing puts her hand on her hip and keeps holding the smoothie and is like trying to guzzle it down yeah 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 (laughs) so she's trying to do the hero pose while guzzling a smoothie yeah uh, the friend's like, yeah, like you just said, like, come on, Kamala. Like, you didn't change your hair. You're not wearing any makeup. Uh, the only thing you're doing to disguise yourself is that tiny little mask. Yeah. And then and then she'll probably go into it, like, and also, like, the lightning bolt, Miss Marvel. It's like, it's kind of obvious it's you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because her friends would obviously know she admires uh, Colonel Danvers. Yeah, yeah. So they'd be like, come on, it's like, it's, this is a no-brainer. Yeah, and then eventually Kamala caves and she's like, uh, how'd you find me or, or or whatever? Like, how'd you know that sort of stuff? And then the girls, she gets into like the whole thing where it's like, you've been awfully weird lately. Like, like you, you say that you're home one night and I go there and turns out you're not there like different stuff like that like she's mentioning that stuff and then like she's like now i see why and then um i i yeah and i feel like uh there would probably be a lot of questions like so how does this thing work like how are you doing what you're doing yeah do do you have powers you thwarted a jewelry store robbery so this would yeah, be the part where Kamala ex- like shows her what she can do, tries to explain to her like this came out of nowhere. I have no idea what's happening to me. Yeah. Like this is just something I can do now. Yeah, exactly. And I'm asking like, so what are you like that spider guy? Because no, uh, I'm not like that spider guy. I'm similar to that spider. <laughs> There's a difference. But, My costume uh, yeah, so... is cooler than his. <laughs> he says, I don't know. I don't... <laughs> and then, like, have her respond with, like, I don't know, man, the black and red with the. Yeah, yeah. With the spider web design, that's pretty dope. <laughs> Uh, you, like I gotta say, Miles probably has one of my favorite Spider-Man. Oh costumes. yeah, yeah, it's an awesome costume. I could just see her like, uh, 
like like any teenager like like if you were a superhero or something like uh if someone's overshadowing you as a superhero i think you'd try to talk up your name a little bit oh yeah oh yeah and miles is definitely getting more superhero work than kamala is yeah so like she's definitely got a little bit of a jealousy thing going on like yeah he gets to do all the cool stuff but i'm stuck on boring patrols yeah (laughs) oh there's so much fun stuff we can do with those two oh yeah so yeah, the the friend finds out Kamala goes into the the backstory and stuff like that, and then uh, obviously Kamala's like, "Can you please like keep this a secret?" And the friend's like, "Obviously, I will, Kamala." That sort of thing, and then like, but the friend's also kind of concerned, like, like, "Are you sure you know what you're doing?" Like that sort of thing, like, yeah, like why why are you going after like jewelry robbers and and stuff like that like yeah, this seems you can a little get yourself dangerous hurt. yeah and then and then have kamala give her like i don't know like sort of probably the typical hero speech of like because that's what heroes do i have this power so i should use it to the benefit of others yeah yeah <laughs> yeah she she basically quotes the spider-man comic, yeah she, right? she basically yeah would say like it's just like spider it's just like the spider-man comics say with great power comes great responsibility and so uh um <laughs> and then and then like the the friend would be like i don't know is this power really all that great Maybe it's a little power, and you have a little responsibility. <laughs> and then Kamala, like, funnily, like, tries to like kind of show off, and she like maybe, uh, I don't know, like maybe uh, she's like, oh yeah, would you call this a little power? And maybe she like stretches her legs like super tall, like the height of the building or whatever, or something like that, and then like comes back down. She's like was that little yeah like like have her basically try to show off her powers yeah yeah it's like is this little and like expanding her arms to like have these big muscles (laughs) (laughs) my powers aren't little you see in fact they're the opposite of little they're big I I don't know. I'm bad at coming up with superhero dialogue. On well, the she spot. she's saying like they're big, and she like inflates herself into like sumo wrestler size. <laughs> Someone's gonna be having some dreams about that, and I'm not comfortable with it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Her friend. P- pick a friend. Any friend. Any friend at random. Whoever drew the straw. Um, has you know is confronting her, yeah, about being a superhero. Yeah. Um, and in order for Kamala to prove her worth as a hero, I think we need to have some sort of nearby thing pop up where Kamala can just like dash towards it and like save yeah. people and and help someone and show her friend like I know what I'm doing and I'm I'm capable enough to be a hero. Not a not a robbery or anything like that. Yeah, I was no, thinking nothing, either, nothing with a villain. 
I was thinking yeah. maybe like um like a burning a, building a, 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 or a car crash. I was gonna say an intersection car crash, like yeah, like perfect. a pile up, and there are people yeah. stuck in their cars as the cars are starting on fire. So Kamala's got to use her powers to get in there and get people out. Yeah, because the fire department and the police will not show up on time. Yeah, perfect. So yeah, like at a nearby intersection, there's a pile up, and so Kamala's like, "Oh, this is a perfect opportunity." And at first, like Kamala's like, "Yes, an opportunity," but then like as the crisis goes on and she's struggling um, to get people out of there, like her mind, you can see her mindset shifts from. I'm going to prove myself to I need to help these people. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Like to show that like sure her her intention was mildly selfish at first because she was just thinking like haha chance to prove myself. But like at you know as she is there and realizes like the human toll of failure it shows that like she is, you know, a pure-hearted hero and that she actually cares enough to think like these people are in danger. And my priority should not be showing off. My priority is getting them out of here. Yeah. So, yeah, like you can, you can visibly, you can like see just in the shift in her behavior as it, as the crisis drags on and these people get closer and closer to blowing up that, um, that like she stops being flashy about it and starts just like struggling with it and trying to get people out. Yeah. So, so yeah, yeah, like that's that's a good character moment for her, I think. Yeah. I think like uh like that almost wraps up issue two, like issue two, maybe like uh yeah, she does all that, saves the day. Yeah. Um, and obviously similar to the end of I think issue two for Spider Man where he fights Boomerang and people are filming him and he gets on YouTube and all that, um, people would be filming this. And showing right. that Kamala is a superhero, not because she fights, but because she saves. Right. Yeah. 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 Because, like we said before, this is this is a um, a crisis without an antagonist. There's no one to fight yeah. here. She just needs to. She's racing the clock. Exactly. Um. So yeah, like, and people are filming this, so everyone's going to know who Miss Marvel is pretty soon. Yeah. And I feel like you would have a moment where someone, maybe it's Emma, who already was tracking um, Kamala, um, like, watching a video. Like, and that might be the end of uh, issue two, is someone watching the video of Kamala do this and being like, well, uh, I guess we're exposed. Yeah. Oh, oh she yeah. Did, it, she it just is. revealed she has official, genuine superpowers. Like, for Spider-Man, that could have been swept under the rug, like strength. That's you know, yeah. kind of the, the harder to just show off, and yeah. the webs can be explained through the technology behind them. But for exactly. Kamala moving her limbs the way she does, there is like no super yeah, there's no other explanation for that but the fact that she's superhuman. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So so it ends with uh, um, basically yeah, Emma Frost is the one watching the uh watching this like on her phone or laptop or whatever and she says what you had mentioned i think um at the the first issue whenever emma frost was introduced like her name isn't emma frost as like a counselor because magneto's uh uh 
company is so powerful and stuff, they could basically just like slip her in and yeah. change her identity essentially, where she has like a different name as yeah. this counselor. Okay, you know what? Yeah, I'm going I'm actually going to Google Emma Frost real quick and see if there are any aliases from the comic books we can use. Yeah. As like a that clever little reference. Yeah, yeah. And then like she won't reveal herself um in terms of name or anything like that until like issue three or yeah. four, whenever she's actually talking about it with Kamala. Okay, so her full name, like her full person name is Emma Grace Frost. So okay. with that and her original code name as the White Queen, I think maybe an interesting name to give her as an alias would be something like Grace White or something like that. Or yeah. or Emma White. Like something where White is her last name. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, that works. Yeah, perfect. Grace White. Yeah, that's perfect. Grace White. That actually sounds like a nice name. Yeah, I, nice. I like Grace as a name. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, so, so yeah, that that's what that would be. So it's not like blatantly obvious at the beginning of the story that this is Emma Frost. Like that comes, like here you see, like uh, this supposed counselor seems suspicious of this at the end of the second issue. Like she's on her yeah. phone. Or, or laptop or whatever and she uh she says the bit of dialogue that you said and that's like okay something's up with this character that sort of thing yeah like there's something like different and special about yeah. the character yeah all right so all right so that's the first two issues we have definitely a like i think done a good job establishing kamala oh my gosh Nearly what? nearly three hours into the episode, and that's two issues. This is the longest we've done on like a single arc. <laughs> yeah. Other than Black Panther, which was several days, but that was because of technical difficulties. Yeah. I think we're just trying to compensate because it's two arcs in total. Yeah, that might be it. Um, yeah. We might feel like we have more time for d- details. Yeah. Um, but yeah. All right. So. so... <laughs> So with issue three, um, basically you have that that morning breakfast routine yeah. where they're they're discussing like the whole pile up thing and and the video. Yeah, I think maybe issue three starts pretty much the same way issue one did, where it's like newspaper headline, but now like the hero has a name, like Miss Marvel yeah. saves civilians from you know pile up and there are no casualties. Exactly. Yeah. Um, like she saved everybody. Um, and wait, is there is there a name? Like does yeah, she give? She'd, she'd been going name? around all day yelling out, "I'm Miss Marvel." Oh, you're I'm right. Yeah, yeah, you're so, right. <laughs> so perfect. Like, yeah, yeah. I feel like there would be enough people in the area who heard her trying to advertise herself by that point would be like, "Hey, that's, perfect." That's that girl. What was she calling herself? Oh yeah, Miss Marvel. <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So yeah, like um, like the newspapers would have a name to give her, um, and uh, that would that would be the bit where, um, like I guess her parents would let up a little bit, like be, being like, okay, well she saved some people, she's done, you know, this this Miss Marvel person, she's um, you know, done some good at least. Yeah, yeah. 
and she's shown that she's not just some foolhardy vigilante going out yeah. to fight criminals in the middle of the night. And and the dad is still like has that tiny bit of J. Jonah Jameson where it's like, yeah. I, I don't know. I still don't know if we can trust her. That's I don't trust anyone in a mask. But uh but Kamala <laughs> But Kamala <laughs> after like having that experience last night plus uh like them discussing it, like she she has like a happy face essentially. Like yeah. she she's in a good mood. Um she eventually heads off to school she's still in a great mood and stuff uh talks with friends and uh she even talks with the the best friend in private yeah. and stuff yeah the, the and, friend uh, who knows yeah and like uh all all is like going great and then like eventually during one of her classes or whatever she gets called into the guidance counselor's office and like she's still all happy mood or whatever and then like maybe something i don't know if it's just like straight up like she goes into the guidance counselor's office and and emma frost is like explain yourself and like turns the video or whatever or if like uh i don't know because i i want that thing where kamala's having like a great day and then like she goes into the guidance counselor's office and the guidance counselor like reveals that she knows that she's miss marvel and that like kind of shifts kamala's attitude then like oh crap Hmm. you see i i don't quite know about that because um i feel like that's playing emma's hand a little early okay um because if we if we really want to like um unless you want to go for the angle of like Emma as this Grace White person um, is like uh, trying to uh, I guess like I guess secretly support Kamala or something like that be like hey you know uh, this is like if this is the direction you want your life to go in then I as your guidance counselor you know like I'm here to guide you I guess Um, like basically have Emma like introduce this idea and then like have her be like no i'm okay with this so that eventually when she does uh play her hand as like i'm actually working for magneto and i want you to join the x-men sort of thing uh like it will it would be more like a i don't know like i feel like there's a way to like build up the relationship and and the friendship between kamala and emma before the the big twist of like i want you to join the x-men yeah yeah like uh because if she just goes for like a straight up like like blunt confrontation like that like explain yourself like that's i feel like it's a little too hostile right, early right, on yeah. so um i feel like maybe emma again as this grace white woman um would uh like probably um you know beat around the bush a little bit and find an easier way to segue into like hey i know you're a superhero yeah Uh, well well, yeah yeah that's perfect yeah that's that's more easier but still kamala will still be like off put oh yeah yeah the the fact that like well crap like people i know are just instantly recognizing me yeah so uh yeah like uh that that would that would be an issue (laughs) like i feel like she would leave that office thinking something along along the lines of like dang maybe i do need a better mask (laughs) 
Because <laughs> this thing ain't doing the trick. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then um, I, I feel like, yeah, you're right. Like this, this moment shakes her a little bit because she's like, oh, people are recognizing me. How do yeah. I get around that? Um, I feel like this might be a good opportunity to kind of push Kamala to start exploring her shape-shifting abilities too then. If she's worried about yeah, people recognizing yeah. her, she might start trying to shift her or like her facial features in more subtle ways. Yeah, to... shift her shift her facial features a little bit and maybe like uh, almost change her height every yeah. outing she goes. Yeah, because the way her powers work, she could just kind of change her height and build uh, yeah. temporarily if she needed to. Yeah. Um, like she could make herself look like an entirely yeah different person if she had to to kind yeah. of try and disguise who she really is. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and then I feel like once she leaves the office and she and she is told by Grace White, air quotes, that um, yeah, that I is would it be Miss White or Doctor White? If she's a um, guidance counselor. Well, not all guidance counselors are doctors. Okay, that's what so it I, could just be Miss. Yeah, that's what I thought. So Miss White, um, after telling Kamala she supports her and then kind of sends her on her way, maybe this is the moment where you reveal like this character doesn't look exactly like Emma Frost for no reason, and like have her yeah. like report to Magneto real quick, be like, Hey, you know, I'm in, I think I have her trust. Yeah, that's when it's revealed to the reader. Yeah, yeah, that's when it's revealed to the reader that like she's working for Magneto, and like you have like that cut to Magnus Industries and Magneto in his office receiving the telepathic message, being like, "Yeah, uh, good." Yeah, exactly. And and you could also have that moment of him like just kind of sitting in his chair, probably talking with some like other X Men, like maybe Mystique is in there with him, um, yeah. and Storm, and maybe Juggernaut, and he's talking to them like. And have one of them ask him, like, so why is this one girl so important? And uh, Magneto would basically lay out pretty plain and simple. She's a mutant we don't have control of, and that means she's dangerous to us. Yeah, like, we, we need to we need to put a wrap on this. Yeah, like, she threatens to expose all of us. And he's like, have you seen the internet or the newspapers at all today? With that thing with the pileup yesterday? She, yeah. uh... Like she's already exposed superhumanity on the whole, yeah. um, and once people realize that we could just be born with this, that's gonna cause an uproar. Yeah. So yeah, like that's that's the big thing with with Magneto and the X Men there, as far as Ms. Marvel is concerned, is yeah, he's not happy with the fact that she's not someone under their control. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and with the fact that I think we have connected um, mutants to the Terrigen Mist at least a little bit, and that like Magneto has some control over who does and doesn't get mutant powers um, with the Terrigen Mist and all that, the fact that one could just kind of slip through the cracks like this is not something he's happy with. Exactly. So would this be the end of issue three, like this reveal? Yeah, I feel like issue three is all about Kamala's feeling good about herself. Yeah. She did yeah. something really cool yesterday. Um, yeah. And then, like, right in the last few pages, like the last uh, five or six pages or so of the issue, um, 
all of that comes crumbling down when she realizes, like, oh, crap. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I said, people who know me recognize me in my costume. And then yeah, also exactly. the big reveal that, like, the larger X-Men world is involved with this. Yeah. So, okay, so issue four, this is a wrap-up of an arc, or at least building to the second arc. Yes. All right, so let's see. Issue yeah, I, I feel like this these first four issues weren't necessarily an arc so much as they were four consecutive issues establishing Kamala's world. Right, exactly. And the sorts of situations that she is in as yes. both Kamala and as Miss Marvel. Yeah. So issue four. Yeah, I feel like issue four needs to get us ready for her first supervillain. Yeah. Um, so issue four starts with probably like a narration of her being like, well, so now my best friend knows I'm Miss Marvel. And now uh, my guidance counselor knows I'm Miss Marvel, too. Uh, who knows who else actually recognized me? Do my parents know? <laughs> yeah. Like, that sort of thing. Like, just have her be generally paranoid. Like, do my parents know? Does my brother know? Do my other friends know? Yeah. Like, who else can just figure this out? And maybe have a bit of a sequence of her being like, well, my body is a little weird and a little malleable. Maybe I can just start, like, and, like, maybe have her play or, like, use her hands to play around with her face a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Like, Exactly. Throughout the issue, have her experiment with different facial structures and body builds, and like, yeah, uh, like figure out what the best physical Miss Marvel is for her um, yeah. to do her job in. Yeah, so that she can disguise herself more easily. Yeah, and we see her on like because uh, <clears throat> you said throughout the issue, like uh, uh, different patrols, like not not like almost not exactly a montage, but like you see a different looking Miss Marvel on like almost each patrol. Cause she's trying to see like what would be best. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She's trying to figure out like what form would be best received by all people. So yeah. like she, I think like one of the first things she's going to try is like uh probably scary intimidation was what i was thinking well that's if she's fighting someone i think well well, what i mean not not uh scary intimidation but like she she changes it to where like uh not batman looking but i'm saying like along the lines of like how if someone just like ran into an alley and Batman was there, you'd be scared yeah like maybe she tries muscular at first yeah. Something like yeah, like like big imposing Batman sort of thing, and people are yeah. like, Ugh. yeah, like there's someone, there's an old lady that's like scared by it, and then she like goes back to the drawing board. She's like, no, yeah, okay, not that. And then maybe she might try something like just like a regular like adult woman build, probably more along the lines of like Carol's form. Like mm-hmm. she, like maybe she tries to shape herself like an adult woman, and so, and someone will be like, hey, I aren't you like a teenage girl? <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> so then she's like oh well people aren't receiving the adult woman angle <laughs> quite as well as I thought they would yeah 
Uh, so like, uh, like, yeah, like she just tries a bunch of different forms over the course of the issue until finally settling on, um, I feel like she might just settle on normal body and just, and just changes her facial features enough to be unrecognizable to people who know her. Yeah. Like at some point she's just going to settle on, you know what, as much as I can be, I'll just be me. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I, yeah, I feel like issue four here is just kind of that. Like issue four is a nice little, uh, nice little buffer between the first three issues and then the first actual arc of yeah. issues five through eight. And yeah. um, maybe issue four ends with uh, uh, either Kamala like ending with that like you know what for I think I'm just gonna be me sort of thing. Um, yeah. as much as I can be, except for these facial features that I'm mildly altering, or <laughs> or it can end with um, the introduction of a potential first villain for her, like just sort of coming out of the shadows for the first time, not necessarily like directly exposing themselves to her right away, but just like, uh, yeah, yeah, just uh, like coming out of the, yeah, like coming out of the shadows for the first time, yeah. Um, and maybe maybe we should go with the inventor as a first villain for her, like in the actual comics. Yeah, let me the, uh, the Thomas let me Edison. Look up what he looks like, or... yeah, the Thomas Edison clone who was mixed with a cockatiel. He looks ridiculous. I'm thinking about the end of the second arc. Would the second arc end with the? Uh, Emma basically saying like, "Oh, well, no, no, no." Would I, I don't think she'd reveal herself yet. Never mind. Or, or what I'm saying is like, I don't think she'll say anything about the X Men. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think for um for this whole second arc, um, obviously there are going to be scenes between Kamala and Emma talking, and Emma sort of yeah. planting seeds of like, um, you know. Uh, like just giving Kamala advice on how to use her powers, um, how to be yeah, discreet, yeah. um, about using her powers. Um, maybe at some point, it doesn't have to be this arc, but at some point, um, Emma could probably reveal one of her powers to Kamala and be like, you know, I'm like you. That's how I know all these things. Yeah, um, I yeah. don't know. I don't know which yeah, power maybe... would make Kamala more comfortable, though. I feel like the diamond form would make her more comfortable. Because if Kamala yeah. knows that Emma can read her mind, that would be like a wait a minute. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that how you knew? How yeah, much maybe, of my mind uh... are you reading? Yeah, like maybe in the uh, the third arc, that's when uh, Emma kind of reveals that she has the yeah. power to Kamala. In this one, I feel like. Uh, it should just be like um, she's building up that trust and being a good mentor for Kamala as she's doing this yeah. journey. Yeah, everything um, about what Emma does needs to um, do something to like, yeah, build trust and a relationship between her and Kamala. Yeah, and and like Emma in this or Grace White, whatever <laughs> she. Uh, she um like whenever kamala has her first 
or second altercation with uh, the inventor. I was about to call him Birdman. <laughs> with uh, the inventor. Um, like, she obviously isn't successful or, or whatever. And, like, Emma, whenever Kamala goes to Emma to, to uh, just talk about this stuff, like, I, I can't do it, like, that sort of stuff. Emma's the one that, like, encourages her and gives her the maybe advice of, like, how to possibly beat this guy. Yeah. Yeah, oh, I have an idea. Maybe um, what you do is you have, you have the inventor pop up and, and um, you know, be a threat. Sort of do his, like, weird alternative energy experiments. Because he is a clone of Thomas Edison. And Edison's yeah. great goal was energy. Um, yeah. So, like, the inventor uh, pops up and he's like, you know, energy, I'm going to do it. Um, and his experiments are unethical, just like the real Thomas Edison. Um, yeah. And uh, so Kamala catches wind of this and tries to stop him. And so, uh, and like maybe her first fight with him is somewhat public. Um, and so, like, you get all these people obviously filming it on their phones. Um, and as she loses her first fight, you know, you have you have a lot of people being like, oh, maybe you know, maybe she shouldn't be a real superhero. Maybe she should stay home. This seems a little dangerous for her. That sort of thing. Like just like a lot of very yeah. audible criticism of her from from people yeah, around exactly. her so that when she goes to emma um and like you know and gets advice from her emma could say something along the lines of like when it feels like the noise is too much like it's gonna drown you out um you just gotta um like or like like the noise is gonna bury you you just gotta plug your ears drown it out and keep pushing forward and then yeah. kamala's gonna be like noise ears cockatiel he's a bird and so she's gonna be like i know how to beat him so she's gonna go to shop class and have the tinkerer her teacher help her build some sort of sonic weapon because birds have good hearing oh, okay and so she's I gotcha. gonna take advantage of his bird now ears. now you say sonic weapon uh you, do you mean like just uh some like typical like, thing yeah it's not gonna be like a sonic gun. like real it's, life it's gonna thing. be like a, a thing she okay. pushes a button on and makes a squealing noise that he doesn't like and it'll it'll okay. throw gotcha. him throw him off because because like i said as a bird he's got real good ears so he's not gonna like if the noise is too bad for him he it's gonna throw him off and and, yeah. and the tinkerer's like the mr what's his face he's like why are you trying to make this again? And she's like, it's for it's for psychology class. It's uh deals with how people react to annoying noises or yeah, some random yeah, like, crap like that. And he's like, or or okay. have it be like, um, physics class. I'm bre- I'm breaking glass with sounds. <laughs> oh yeah, so, yeah, something along those lines. It's just like, oh yeah, like I I'm using this and and then um like have her actually use it as a thing so that she can justify yeah yeah like ha- exactly. like have her actually use it in physics and break some glass or something i don't know like just do something to justify yeah. to this teacher who works at her school and would absolutely know whether or not she actually used this thing 
yeah, yeah. Uh, like there's an actual project that she had, and she decided to yeah. use this thing that she originally made to uh, beat this villain. She used it as her project. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um. I I feel like I know how issue number five starts. Then it starts with like the inventor, um, coming out of the shadows for the first time, and like. It just kind of a rundown of like what his lab looks like and what his experiments are and what he's doing. And he's like, I'm going to create alternative energy and become a rich scientist. <laughs> and then like, he's going to be like, no one can. And then like hard cut to Kamala. And like, just as he says, oh, he's going to say like, who could stop me? And then it cuts to Kamala on like the bus or something sneezing. And she's like, ugh. <laughs> And like yeah, have her yeah. talk about how like I'm not ready for this physics experiment. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And so that like right at the end it wraps all that up. Oh, I I really like this um this basically Spider-Man cartoon we're writing with this arc. <laughs> this feels yeah, so yeah. much like an it's episode perfect. of Spectacular Spider-Man or something. Yeah. Or Danny Phantom. Like this sort of cartoon yeah. where or, or superhero cartoon where it's like they always have this one little personal problem that they end up solving on their way towards beating the villain for the week. Yeah, exactly. So like you, ha- you just have this little moment of like uh, I'm not ready for this physics experiment this week and then she ends it having totally aced the physics experiment. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, that's like the perfect rundown for art too. Yeah, you have it open with uh with the inventor doing his little thing kamala like it's (laughs) it's this one girl yeah like you said she's sneezing she has this this physics project coming up that she doesn't know what she'll do about um later that night or the night after she has the altercation with uh with the inventor it doesn't go good people or like, I don't think this kid should be doing this, that sort of stuff, audible stuff she can hear, it gets in her head. And then, like you said, she goes to Emma for counseling, um, for guidance, because guidance counselor, and uh, like a guidance counselor should be. I know half of them aren't, but but like uh, she goes for guidance and... uh, yeah, Emma gives her that that little tidbit yeah. of advice, and gives her the sound it, metaphor. It, it, yeah, gives the the light bulb and and Kamala's head, and she goes to the tinkerer. They fix up that little thing. Uh, later that night, Kamala runs into the inventor at whatever he's doing, stealing something, robbing something, whatever. In the original comics it was him using human beings basically as an energy source i think might want to go for something different because that concept is like super unfounded scientifically oh so like like you know how in the matrix the people are being used as batteries it's like it would would take more energy to run the machines keeping those people alive than the energy the humans would provide so (laughs) so you know what that tells me? That just tells me the machines are just nice for letting us even stay around. Oh, well, okay. You're, you are super getting ready for the machine uprising, aren't you? <laughs> when they go across all the air. Well, I mean, like, I, stuff. I don't want it. I don't want it to happen. But I mean, 
at least they're keeping us around and then just didn't kill us because like you're saying yeah like there's we aren't helping them run energy or anything they can do that on their own with machines they're just being a tiny bit thoughtful and just not exterminate it's like uh it's like that one futurama joke when um when bender uh like hears about the idea of using humans as like an energy source he's like why don't they use why don't they use something else as a battery something that provides more energy like batteries <laughs> yeah <laughs> So, alrighty. So, yeah, he's searching for alternative energy sources, and we'll fi- someone would figure out a way for that to be unethical. Um, uh, like I don't know, it's something that it it would have to be an energy source that's like somehow worse than gas or nuclear energy, or or yeah. what we have right now. Because right now, looking for alternative energy sources is actually the good guy thing to do. So, um, yeah. There's got to be something about the the specific source he's looking for or the way he's going about it that would be considered unethical. Other yes, than just doing I'll exactly what he does in the actual comics. What I'll do is I'll... I found out that birds... Birds are the perfect energy source. And I, I'll just... I don't know. I, I was about to get like dark and horror with birds <laughs> are the ultimate energy source and then kamala knocks him into his own machine and he's like no i was the oh no i was saying like source. oh yeah yeah that's right no i, I was saying did you like, forget uh, he was a bird yeah no no no, no. I, I was gonna say where basically yeah he's just th- you, uh what was that oh hold on can you hear me now yeah oh i was saying like uh like he'd basically just be throwing birds into like his energy source and they're getting vaporized and that's like how he how he gets energy essentially. Okay. All right, I want to try something real quick. Okay. Um, I'm going to clap my hands and you do the thing. Got it. All righty. Okay, just making sure. All right, let's continue. All right. So, uh, so yeah, like we're almost done. Like, uh, she, uh, yeah, she thwarts him with the, the thing. Now what happens? Does she, she knock him out? I I was going to say, I feel like she makes her fist super big and punches him in the face when, while he's, while he's just, um, incapacitated with the noises. And then like, she calls the police, they show up, they arrest him for his evil experiments okay and because because she's like learning to be a little bit more discreet about it because of emma frost like she isn't there when they're arresting him. yeah she's like on a rooftop or something overlooking yeah. the uh the thing and like her in her internal monologue um it's gonna be something along the lines of like oh god i probably look so cool right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's perfect yeah and then, and then she like you know disappears of like whoo you know she goes away, yeah. <laughs> and um, then like you know obviously there's the the epilogue of her acing her science experiment thing, um, and getting a good grade, yeah. and uh, talking to Emma and being like you know hey thanks for the advice that really helped me, 
Yeah, yeah. Um, and then maybe at this point, um, like because Emma would generally have been giving Kamala some advice about like her powers and how to use them and that sort of thing. Maybe have Kamala yeah. dig a little deeper into that. Like, hey, how um, like how do you know so much about how these powers function? And maybe and maybe uh, I don't know if we would want to reveal it like right at the end of this arc or not, or, or have Emma hold off on it just a little bit longer. But like, it gives some hint that you know Emma's like, oh, you know, I know because you know, I deal with it too, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, uh, it might be a tiny bit soon to just reveal like diamond skin. Yeah. But yeah, like reveal like uh, at the very least, she's been around superhero people before or something about her um, has like powers or whatever. Like she reveals that without like showing it. Yeah. Yeah, just some, some sort of hint towards like, you know, uh, for Kamala, at least, because the readers would already know who Emma is um, after yeah, her exactly. one appearance in the X Men, yeah. um, and or maybe two appearances at this point. I don't remember. Um, yeah. Whatever. If it her appearances were minor enough that I think we can easily retcon out some of the later stuff if she wasn't there later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Exactly. We're not actually. <laughs> for anyone who's wondering, we're not actually making these comic books. So no. <laughs> <laughs> So we can pretty much do whatever we want. Yeah. Uh, none of this has been printed or will be printed. Yeah. Um, I would love for some of this to be printed. I feel like a lot of these ideas are good. Um, oh, yeah. As long yeah, as, if, you know, we receive credit and payment as writers, then I'm yeah. okay. With it. <laughs> if one of us, like, ever lucked out and somehow was writing for Marvel, the plus side with, like, doing this is we have a whole catalog to work with. Yeah. In terms of stuff we've came up with. Yeah. So yeah. Um I feel like that's yeah, that's the first two arcs for Miss Marvel. Which yeah. first two arcs all recovering for Miss Marvel because that takes us to the end of year one. Yeah. Cause this would be the last issue would come out the second month of uh of year two right like like in terms of like if it was coming out um, um either either last month of year one or or yeah or second month of year two i don't remember which um but yeah so miss marvel <laughs> pluck me up in a bad boy <laughs> All right, Brandon, uh, plugs and recommendations. Uh, yeah, I, uh, sorry. <laughs> Did I throw you off with that, uh, with that first thing? thing. <laughs> uh, plugs, yes. Uh, you can check out, um, Disney Comics. It's, uh, some indie comic stuff I'm working on. That's D I S M A Y comics. Um, yeah, like I mentioned, ton of indie comic stuff uh horror superhero bunch of stuff um in terms of recommendations uh this week hasn't been as like media filled for me like i haven't read or watched much this week i've done like a ton of writing which is good because 
I had a long period where I was like, ah, I don't feel like writing. But when you put Brandon in the corner of boredom, that's when he starts getting some ideas. Um, so thanks, boredom, for that. This episode sponsored by boredom. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I'd say, I'm trying to think, I, I watched some movies with my sister recently. I watched uh, um, The Dark Knight and I watched uh, Prisoners with her. I've seen those movies before. They're good. The Dark Knight, I gotta say, it used to be like in my top three movies of all time. Watching it again, it's still really good. I'd still probably put it in my top 10, but it's not as high as it used to be. I remember yeah. it being better. Yeah, that, that um, movie was like the big thing when it came out. I remember that. Yeah, like I, because I remember last time I saw it was like right after I graduated high school. I've seen that movie a ton. I've seen that yeah. movie. It's it's the movie I've seen the most. I've seen it at least 25 times. Yeah, it's, it is it's probably the Batman movie I've seen the most. Yeah, I've seen it's, it a it's ton. It's the best Batman movie, objectively. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. And like, even watching it now, I still love it. But it's just, uh, it's not as good as I remember. It's still really good, though. Yeah. Um, so obviously, if you haven't seen that, watch that. Prisoners, on the other hand, was a movie I thought was good back when I saw it in theaters. Rewatching it, it's even better. Mm-hmm. Prisoners is so good. It's mm-hmm. such a good uh, detective stuff. I, I, if you haven't ever seen or heard of Prisoners, it's got Hugh Jackman, Jake Gyllenhaal, um, Hugh Jackman and Terrence Howard's daughters go missing. And uh, it's basically about Detective Jake Gyllenhaal trying to find these daughters and uncover this mystery that's going on. Plus, Hugh Jackman is taking things into his own hands, and uh, you see how far a father will go to try to get his daughter, whether that's for good or worse. It's really good. If you haven't seen it, definitely recommend it. Um, and then in terms of reading stuff I've read, cause I picked up like some single issue stuff when I went to the comic shop last week, not new stuff. I don't read anything new currently, but, um, I read, uh, Batman six, six, six. Um, I recommend it. You can find it online in a PDF format for free. You can easily read it for free. Mm. It's a 22 page little comic really short take like 10 minutes to read i would say it's a great like morrison grant morrison's one that was writing batman at the time and he wrote this it's the first appearance of like damian wayne as batman and like uh it's it's in a it's set in the okay, future i was gonna like say damian wayne as batman that's gonna be that's a very short batman yeah no <laughs> it's set in the future like Commissioner Gordon is dead. Now Barbara Gordon is the new commissioner. Um, and uh, I think Bruce is dead. So uh, Damien's Batman and Alfred's dead, but he has a cat and he named his cat Alfred. Um, and like, oh, oh, oh da- yeah, Damien it, it, has a cat named Alfred. Okay, yeah, I Dan- thought you were saying Alfred had a cat that outlived him who was also named Alfred. That's what I thought. So, oh, if if I if I said that, I meant to say uh, Damien. But um, <laughs> no, it's just, no, but, it, was, uh, I, it was just me misunderstanding. 
but basically it's Damian Wayne who is like a different type of Batman. He's not afraid to kill and it's dystopian kind of Gotham and it's the they they did this great. It's Batman 666 so you got like that that whole thing going and Damian Wayne Batman is chasing down this satanist batman basically mm, okay like there's this batman that's like a, a devil worshiper or whatever and damien's like trying to track him down and beat him basically it's 22 pages but like it, it's it's something you don't see often nowadays where it's like one comic and it's one whole story short 22 pages but done so well it, it's it's in and out it's 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 really quick it's great though i definitely recommend like looking that up online and reading that it, it was a fun comic to read Alrighty. um okay then cool beans and then as for me uh plugs uh you're listening to it store brand comics the this podcast right here we're available on spotify anchor uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, uh, Blowhorn, Pocket Cast, not Blowhorn, Bullhorn. Yeah. I've been saying that wrong this whole time, I realized. <laughs> it's Bullhorn. Um, oh, okay. And others that I don't remember. Um, so, yeah, if you, if you want to listen to us in more than one place, like a weirdo, you can. <laughs> Yeah, because keep in mind, we are the only podcast. Yes, that, so whenever you go to those sites, all you will see is store brand comics. That's all you'll see. That's true. There aren't a whole lot of options because there's only one. Uh, so yeah, you may as well go and listen on everything so that, um, you, you, so that you can have us all memorized and everything. And, and listen on each one because you never know. Maybe one... Uh, maybe one of them has something different in terms of an episode you never know but you should go check just to maybe see we'll, you should go check all of them. maybe in one of them we kidnapped your mom yeah <laughs> and and she's been missing this whole time and the only way to find her you gotta gotta sift through those episodes there are clues to her location in each episode yeah good luck yeah yeah, good luck. We we left her with Alan Moore. So good luck. Good luck finding him. <laughs> Who knows what he's doing with her? Uh, all right. Um, and then for recommendations, uh, for recommendations, there is. Uh, I have been playing Ghost of Tsushima. So if you have a PlayStation Four and any interest in samurai or being cool play Ghost of Tsushima. Um, this yeah. one's been on my radar basically since it was announced because I'm a, I'm a oh, fan yeah. of the developers, Sucker Punch, um, because I played all the way through all three Infamous games. Um, I- Infamous is one of the rare video games that I can probably say I'm good at. Uh, they're the only video game series I think I could just hop back into and play on the hardest difficulty without an issue. There are very few video games yeah. I can play on a hard difficulty, but Infamous is one of them. Um, 
Now for the first two, it might take me a bit to get back into the swing of things to play them on a hard difficulty. And probably the last one. It's been a while since I've played any of them, so it would take me a bit to get back in the swing of things, but I could absolutely play those games on their hardest difficulty right now. So Yeah. But yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, um, very good, very fun. Makes you feel incredible, especially with the combat. Um yeah. the combat is so satisfying. Like that moment when you swing your sword and you don't see it make contact because it's so fast, but your enemy is just like bleeding and dying. Um, like that is the most satisfying thing in the world. It's it's it does look pretty it's cool. it's crazy. Um, but yeah, it's a very very fun game, very pretty game to look at. I love looking at the environments in this game, especially on the moments where I'm on horseback and riding towards the sun and seeing the way the sun reflects on like a like the the grass and the flowers and like sand and water and stuff. It's very pretty to yeah, very yeah. pretty to look at. Um very well lit. The lighting is uh, probably what really sells it. Uh, so yeah, like a very very good looking game. Um not I, I I'll say like in terms of like characters, like character models and stuff, not graphically the most realistic looking game or or not exactly the prettiest game when it comes to like like I said, character models. But like the environments yeah. and just the way everything around you looks, that's that's what's really like the best looking part. Yeah. Um, also, all the clothes and armor also look really cool and really good. Um, so yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, or as I have been calling it as a joke lately, the ghostly sashimi. <laughs> oh, okay. I thought you were going to say like as I've been calling it as. A white American ghost of Tushami. Tushami? No, 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 no. Because <laughs> uh, honestly, my my real name, my true name, which shall never be revealed, um, is weird and difficult for people to pronounce. So I'm very, I try to be as sensitive as possible about pronunciations of things. Um, I gotcha. So like, whenever I see a word or a name that comes from another culture, I do research about how to pronounce it if I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, Ghost of Tsushima. That's that's a really good game from Sucker Punch. Okay. Um, and then as far as reading goes, I finally read the first two volumes of Ascender. Absolutely fantastic. Like, it, like it absolutely lives up to Descender in terms of quality. Yeah. It is awesome. Um, I yeah. don't know why I put that's off reading those... them for so long. It's one of those that I'll probably uh, I'll probably wait till it sounds bad, but I'll probably wait till he's done with the book just because I want to binge read the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. That probably would have been smarter because at this point it's going to be a long while before the next volume comes out with everything going on um, yeah. with comic book publishing and all that. So, uh, yeah. Uh, good. I have to yawn for just a second. Okay. But, um, yeah. Uh, it probably would have been smarter for me to wait till it was over, but at the same time, it's like I, I didn't want to wait. Yeah, exactly. I had to have something to keep up with because I don't, I yeah. don't keep up with the floppies. Um, yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm not like a, a single issue type of guy. Uh, I, I get the trades because then that way I also don't have to deal with ads. Um, yeah. So you're telling me you don't want to see the ad where. 
Batman and Wonder Woman, they go to fight Doomsday. And then, like, they beat up Doomsday and they're like, hey, Clark, eat a Snickers. <laughs> yeah. And, like, he eats the Snickers and they're like, better. And then it shows him and he's now Clark Kent, Superman. He's like, better. That actually reminds me. There's something I've seen on the internet where someone mentioned they were reading a Superman comic where he was fighting Doomsday. And then out of nowhere, there's an advertisement for Snickers where the conflict is resolved by Superman offering Doomsday a Snickers. And the person said, like, I was so confused. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that makes perfect sense. If you go back to, like, the Action Comics Rebirth era, because that's when they were still playing that ad, yeah. that, that Doomsday Snickers ad. Like, the first arc or two is, like, him and Lex Luthor fighting Doomsday. Yeah, So, yeah, yeah that would be sure very confusing. talking about them in the internet post. Yeah, that would be very confusing. Yeah, it's like, out of nowhere, all of a sudden, Superman's offering Doomsday Snickers, and it's like, what? That can't be real. And like, it's not, because <laughs> it's an ad, but it's in the middle of the fight. Yeah. So it's like... <laughs> It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. It's so ridiculous. Um, but yeah, let me see here. Oh, um, I haven't finished it yet, but I am currently reading the first volume of Bully Wars by Scotty Young. Um, it's pretty funny. Uh, there is a quote on the back of it. I don't remember which um, publication made this quote, but it's, it compares it to... Uh, a Cartoon Network show from the early 2000s. And I I agree with that assessment. It feels very okay, early cool. 2000s Cartoon Network. Um, it, it feels like a cross between like Ed, Ed and Eddie and um, and something else. I don't know. It's most easily compared to Ed, Ed and Eddie, especially given the character designs. Like they're pretty wonky, similar you. to Ed, Ed and Eddie. But uh, yeah, like I, it's an interesting and fun book um and it's uh i wouldn't necessarily call it all ages but it is kid friendly so okay um so it's definitely different from the rest of images lineup in that regard did he do the art no he's he's not the illustrator for this one um actually you know what i'll be i'll be right i'm gonna go grab it and see who uh it looks like aaron conley okay the um yeah uh, yeah, I was I was just wondering because I was looking at the art. Yeah, I was very, like, this if this is if this is Scotty Young, he can like branch out a lot. Yeah, in it's terms of style, incredibly similar to his regular style, but it's also you know very distinct, different, distinct enough yeah. that you can tell that it's not actually his art. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, that's the reason I was wondering. But yeah, I really I really like the uh, art in this book in particular. It's so cartoony and ridiculous. Um, like I feel like uh, now Scotty Young has a tendency to exaggerate with his art style quite a bit Um, this one I feel like stretches it even further into the cartoon realm in terms of exaggeration uh, with with, like the art and the physical comedy and all that so uh, yeah I and as I've said before I will always favor a strong style over realism so I really like the artwork in this book um it's some of it's just plain grotesque to look at and it's it's very it's a very fun book yeah yeah um but yeah like i said it's it's uh it's like one of those gross out cartoons from early 2000s cartoon network 
Okay, yeah, I gotcha. Along the lines of like Ed, Ed, Nettie, and and such. Yeah, but yeah, it's um. So yeah, if for those out there who are interested in something with that sort of tone, um, it's very interesting so far. I think I'm um. I'm a little less than halfway through the book. Right now, I've been kind of reading one issue a day, rather than just uh, binging all the way through like I usually do. I've been trying to pace myself with this one. Um, Let each issue stand on its own. And so far, each one, like, does a pretty good job. Every issue so far seems to do a good job of building on the previous one, while at the same time, like, being a decent enough standalone issue that you still get everything just by reading one at a time. So for if there's anyone out there who was going to collect, like, single issues of this i don't know if um whether or not it's on hiatus right now um because i have like all i've seen for the longest time is that there is a first volume i haven't seen anything for a second one um there's something similar going on with uh, scotty young's other series middle west that he's not doing the art for um so um i feel like scotty young uh is a little mark miller-ish where like He'll write a first arc, and then it'll take him a bit to get to another arc. Um, but I think that might also because he's generally kind of busy. Because so. I think he's also just a cartoonist in general. Like I, I don't think he's just like for comic books. Yeah, yeah, that would make sense. So, uh, in fact, I think most writers and artists branch outside of comic books for the most part. Um, quite a yeah, bit. A lot of them are teachers. Comic. A lot of them are novelists um so yeah some are newspaper cartoonists so yeah yeah it's it's not one of those things where it's like the movie industry where when you're in the movie industry that's all you're doing or uh no or or the video game ultimately sort of thing like it's it's one of those things where like if you're working on comic books you're probably also doing something else yeah, because ultimately, comics for most people, even like uh, some big names you see, it isn't super yeah. lucrative. It's more just like uh, you got to have a passion, yeah, you, honestly. You'd have to be, be someone like Jeff Lemire, who is writing for basically every major publisher simultaneously. Yeah. Because exactly. Jeff Lemire will have series for Marvel, DC, Image, and Dark Horse running concurrently. Uh, uh, and I don't know how he does that. <laughs> To be honest, yeah, like, I don't know how he can time. keep it straight. Like writing four for four different publishers, and in the case of Marvel and DC, potentially more than one title at a time. Oh yeah, yeah, and then uh, with those, also like keeping keeping up with uh, your your I can't even think of the word your, yeah. your universe essentially like. Being like, okay, I got to remember that's a part of that company's and universe. Like, like, like just yeah, keeping and like, your ducks is, in a row. Is Gideon Falls still going while Ascender's going right now? Uh, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's true sure. for Image right there. Plus the entire yeah. Black Hammer universe at Dark Horse. Jeff Lemire, I don't know if he sleeps. Yeah. <laughs> it seems a bit much. Plus, Andrea Sorrentino following him everywhere he goes in terms of uh, publishers. So it's like, I don't know if that guy sleeps either. 
<laughs> yeah. Honestly, hope that uh, Lemire had pretty much all of these already written out before he even like started yeah. creating them. Because if he started creating them and then kept writing and writing, yeah, I'm pretty sure he insane. probably had like outlines and real good ideas for where each story was going and what beats to hit with each issue well before he ever started putting scripts yeah. together. Yeah. Well, I meant like the, the indie oh, stuff. Yeah. I'm saying like, I would hope, I would hope he had like the whole entire script for the whole series already done before even like working on it as well as working on all this other stuff. Because if he also has to write like month, not month for month, but essentially month for month for this indie stuff while he's doing that other stuff, yeah. that would just be insane. But yeah, and and like I said, like it seems like his most frequent collaborator right now is Andrea Sorrentino for the artwork because uh, yeah. those two work together on Green Arrow, Old Man Logan, Gideon Falls. It, it's such it is. Great oh art. my gosh, I love Sorrentino's art. It's so unique. Anyway, um, now that we're done gushing over Jeff Lemire and Andrea Sorrentino. Two of my favorite people to gush yeah. over. Um, <laughs> uh, I feel like it's time to wrap up the podcast for the week. So, uh, yeah. Stormbrain Comics. Um, check out Dismay Comics on Facebook and Instagram. Um, I'm super looking forward to when your stuff comes out, by the way. We're, we're absolutely doing a discussion the thing is, like, on it when it does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The Pretty much the first issue is like 99% done right now Kickstarter will happen soon I don't have a, a date yet but soon second issue like I have all the stuff done except one story which an artist is working on the third issue uh, none of the stories are done in terms of art but all of them are <laughs> almost done and then uh, for fourth and fifth issue, I've actually been writing some stories for those because I was like, I don't know if I want it to be like three or four issues and then it be done or what. But I, I think I might be able to do like uh, my my thought is like do like four, then possibly do a trade as like a collection okay. of all four and then continue there, continue there, do a five, six, seven, eight collection of those like that sort of thing and see see how far i want to and yeah. am willing to go with yeah do you series. do you imagine yourself being like the sole writer of it um like all the way through um no i honestly don't i feel like the first collection will be yeah me i want it to be me writing but after that i definitely love to branch off in terms of writers because what i love about the series like my main thing that i love about it is each story almost every story is a new artist and if it's not a new artist it's a new style that they're doing i like a different art style with every story because if you hate the story at least there's some pretty yeah all of the it. art that i've seen that you share on facebook and stuff is pretty fantastic yeah i'm i'm liking that it a I'm good not. bit my one thing that I'm trying to do right now is I mentioned for the third issue of Disney Avenue, like uh, I have two artists working on the main stories. There's two 
stories there. Then there's one story that's only a two page story. That one, I haven't found an artist yet because it's very difficult. My mind, I need someone that can do essentially something kind of similar to Renaissance type art for that story. It's in my head. I need that art style because one, it's an art style that I haven't done with any of these stories yet. Plus it works perfect for the story. And I need an art style similar to that. doesn't have to be as photo real, but I need someone that is good with that, that lighting of old Renaissance art where, where you can see, it almost looks like the people are on a stage because there's a yeah, light yeah. coming down and you can see shadow very well. Yeah. Oh my gosh. You just nailed, I've always wondered what it is about Renaissance art that like makes it so distinct that I think you just nailed it. It looks, it looks like they're on lighting. a stage. Yeah. Exactly, yeah. And there's a light coming down, essentially, like almost like a stage light yeah. is what it would look like. Yeah, like, oh my my goodness, I've never really thought about it, but yeah, like The Last Supper, that looks like um, a stage play. Yeah. Huh, interesting. Alrighty. Um, so yeah, that's been Storybrand Comics for the week. I have been T.O. And I've been Brandon. And now we're not. We'll talk to you next week. So, all right. So yeah, like a little Easter egg, like uh, Mr. Mason, the the Phineas Mason, the 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 shop teacher. He's teaching. He's yeah. teaching children how to make laser guns. What? How? What? How'd you hire this man? <laughs> yes. Yes. Great birdhouse. Great job. Good job. A plus. Oh, a nuclear fission reactor, huh? All right. <laughs> a, I guess you get an A minus. A minus what? <laughs> oh, you stuck your hand into the buzzsaw. Okay. Well, that's a D. Nerd. And also he, go to the he goes to the. Yeah, he goes to the uh, the buzzer intercom. He's like, Maris, we've got another one. Another, and you just hear the nurse say back, another D student, huh? (laughs) (laughs) Goodness gracious, what a, honestly, based on what I've heard of the American public school system, what a completely plausible hellscape we've created. Or if not, not sumo wrestler size, but I'm saying like, uh, like she's like a balloon, like cartoonally. Yeah, like a like um, oh, what is the name of the gum chewing thing from uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like uh, I can't remember. Uh, Violet. Oh, Violet Bar or something. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. Oompa loompa doompa dee dee. This is what happens when you hold in your pee. Oompa loompa doopa dee doo. Don't hold it in or it'll happen to you. I was I thought it was gonna be like, don't taste the chocolate. <laughs>
because it is poo. Oh, that's ew. That's gross. <laughs> Why would they even say that? It's got nothing hey. to do with holding in your pee. Hey, if you've seen the uh, the original uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, it's a great one. But that Chocolate River looks like diarrhea water. Yeah, it does. It, it yeah, it looks disgusting. Yeah, it's, it's, it does not look good. It has never looked like chocolate to me. No, it looks like pure sewage. That's the only plus side about like the Johnny Depp one is the Chocolate River actually does look like yeah, a chocolate. Look, river. Looks like chocolate. Yeah. What do you get when you smell like a rat? Da 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 da, da, da cat. Okay. Um. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's how that's what the Oompa Loompas are doing. Like it's not like they have these songs like planned out. They're literally doing it off the top of their head. Yeah, and like, like they're like they're they're, they're kind of burning. They're sitting in their break room, like all smoking cigarettes and like taking notes. Like yeah, they're all kind of burnt out, and that's how that came up. Like there's like uh, cat. <laughs> <laughs> Tried to. I'm rhyming rat with cat here, right? There's something there, right? <laughs> like Oompa Steve, come over here. <laughs> what? Yes. What do you need, Oompa Dave? Like rat and cat. There's something there, right? Oh, definitely. Oompa, Oompa definitely do. There is. Like, Oompa <laughs> Joe, what do you think? Oompa Joe's like. I thought this was a chocolate factory. Why do we why do we have rat and cat in our song? Oompa Joe is the only one with like he's actually focusing on the job. Yeah. <laughs> like all the other Oompa Joe. Yeah, Oompa Joe is like the, the realistic one where he's like, Why are we even coming up with songs? We should like get all, back to work. All the other Oompa Loompas are doing these huge song and dance numbers, and you just see Oompa Joe in the background, like continuing to work. He's like, um, yeah. excuse me, I was holding this giant bag of jelly beans that is too heavy for just one Oompa Loompa. <laughs> <laughs> we were literally pouring them until you guys broke out into song and dance. And, and guess what? When we started, when you guys started doing that, I lost control of the bag. Now there's jelly beans everywhere. Yeah. Y'all's fault. As soon as the song started, Oompa Fred just took off and left me holding the bag. <laughs> How are we going to explain this to Mr. Wonka? And you see Mr. Wonka just like dancing along with them like, huh? <laughs> like, this is what I'm actually paying you guys for. What are you talking about? <laughs> but Mr. Wonka, you realize you're running a chocolate factory. Like stuff has to be made. A chocolate, yeah, nah. a chocolate factory with a functionless room made entirely of edible candy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mr. Wonka, I've been meaning to talk to you about that. Why did we put so much resources into this room? Like, no one ever sees this room. It's only these five kids that randomly appeared during this contest that saw it. Is this room for us? Are we supposed to enjoy this room? What's the point of this room? <laughs> Wonka says like it's my special room <laughs> I come here to be a bad boy 
So Kamala, 